0: Mark J. Spears, the terrific senior NBA writer for ESPN, the undefeated. Hit him on Twitter, Mark J. Spears, ESPN. He is here, thanks to the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Mark, what are your thoughts about 21 of 32 NFL teams declaring Juneteenth, meaning June 19th, as a paid holiday?
1: Um, <laughs> that's a nice gesture. Um, and I appreciate it, but um. But I also want there to be more in, in terms of uh, helping underserved schools uh, for all people of color and underprivileged. And, you know, it's nice, it's cool. Um, but uh, I, I'd like to, re- re- you know, help society a lot more than giving people a day off. I, I think, and that's not to say it's not a beautiful gesture, it is. But in terms of how the NFL has asked in, la- in recent years, The way they did Kaepernick, I'd like to see a lot more than recognizing a holiday, especially with a group of owners that haven't really said a whole lot.
2: This sounds like this is going to be 2,000 words in a column really soon, just based on that Mm -hmm.
0: answer. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm.
2: I want to get your thoughts, Mark, about the the job that uh, Michelle Roberts and Adam Silver have done throughout this COVID-19, this shelter-in-place. What stands out most about them coming together to get the NBA to return?
1: Um, you know what, there's a good working relationship between the two. Uh, look, they both have different people that they uh, work for. Obviously, Silver works for the owners and the teams, and um, Michelle Roberts works for the players, but they have a, and I've talked to both of them about it, they have a strong respect for each other, um, and seem to have a good common ground, and so, I mean, the NBA and the Players Association, with all due respect to the people of the past, uh, to me, they have their strongest leadership than it's ever been. You know, this isn't Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf's NBA, you know. Uh, this is a different day where Donald Sterling gets banned. So I think the players, while it's a business thing, they do respect Silver and believe that he has their best interest in heart. And, um... You know ultimately yes he worked for the owners but they know when it comes to race relations and doing the right thing that that's typically on um Adam Silver's mind but I do expect the NBA to get pushed more in terms of being more diverse um, being more inclusive and you know that's where Mark Tatum the executive I mean his deputy commissioner comes in and or Stewart who is uh, NBA's uh, vice president of diversity and inclusion. They've been quietly behind the scenes pushing teams to have more diverse uh, interviewing practices, hiring practices, and they've been doing that for a couple years now. Uh, so, but now, like, we see the changes that have happened with the Bulls and are expected to happen with the Pistons. I think teams are going to think of, uh, much more about who they're going to hire before. They just hire somebody in their circle or one of their their homeboys
0: recommended. Great stuff by Mark J. Spears, senior MEA writer for ESPN The Undefeated, joining Freddie Cohen and Jonathan Hood on Freddie Ann Fitzsimmons on ESPN Radio. I hate to be that guy, Mark, but I'm going to be that guy because we all live on planet Earth. We know at a certain point, if it hasn't happened on a bigger level, it's going to start having a groundswell, a pushback to a lot of people speaking out against these injustices. There are going to be plenty of people out there that are going to start to raise their voice, especially when it comes with the NBA and other sports are trying to do. How long can they stay together to say, we need to change things, and don't allow those voices to push them back when they're trying to continue to make progress? I mean... (laughs)
1: Look, if I'm the NBA... If I'm the players, by the time you like, over the next seven to ten days, I wouldn't be surprised that the NBA and the Players Association come to some kind of agreement on what they're going to do in terms of promoting social uh, injustice um, and and promoting police, you know, how police, that has to change and how police brutality has to change. So if you're going to watch an NBA game, when it goes to Orlando, best believe, there's probably going to be some TSAs that you're going to see in the first half and second half. There are going to be things on the T-shirts like you saw in the Premier League today, but Black Lives Matter on the, instead of the last name and also a patch on the side. Um, I, I think the NBA player is going to be vocal during that entire four-month span. Um, like, so if, if you don't want to hear it, then you probably shouldn't watch the NBA because that's what it's going to, it's going to be a lot of that. And there's going to be a lot of education, and there's going to be a lot of discussion and panels. And now you have media that perhaps didn't care or turned a blind eye or were scared to write about it, that now all of a sudden are going to write about it uh, enthusiastically. So the players have an opportunity to speak out in terms of all, those, all these uh, social matters. Uh, this entire season, I think the NBA is going to allow them to. The media is going to allow them to. They need to make sure that their sponsors allow them to if they're going to do commercials and everything. So I think that by the time you watch four months of basketball, if, if you got a cold heart, if you're a racist dude, boy, there's going to be a lot of teaching you're going to have to hear. And hopefully during that span, people change. Hopefully people that live in you know, areas where perhaps they're not truly educated, because you could be a product of your environment on on society. There, there may be some kid, here's LeBron James, or Zion am willing to speak, and is inspired to use their phone and go on Google to learn a little bit more, go on YouTube to watch a little bit more. You know, things that when we grew up, we didn't have phones to do that. I was joking with my buddy the other day about how we used to have, you know, Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> and that's how you got your information Mm -hmm. i remember uh getting a c in high school in history because i questioned a teacher about the lack of black history in the book and questioned him about christopher columbus i mean and we used to joke that that's not history that's his story you know so I, i think now these kids today have access to information that wasn't even around when when we we were coming up. So even if they're not getting the truth at home, even if they're getting a racist view at home, perhaps over the next four months, there's an NBA player whose platform encourages them to learn the truth and have a a, a heart that means that you know let's worry about people as human and not the color of their skin. Yeah,
2: uh, uh, for our family, we were the green and white encyclopedias. That's that's the set that we had. The quality, yeah, but you too. know what would
1: be yeah. terrible though when you had the old set.
2: You yeah. know when then one
1: of your neighbors got the new one.
0: Uh huh. And I man, he got the new Encyclopedia uh-huh.
1: Britannica. Wasn't there some other ones that were popular too?
0: Oh, there were too many. I had the I had the I had the whole white one with the blue with the gold numbers and the blue at the bottom that yeah. told you if it was A That's- through B x y and z yeah Absolutely. i had that one mm-hmm. <laughs> i had that one i remember <laughs>
1: Don't you, you, you guys remember that guy used to come to the house and try to like get your mama to open the oh. door so he could try to sell your mom how, how great it would be for his kids to have access to
0: these books you know how many brothers my dad threw out of his house trying that whole strategy you just mentioned mark <laughs> there are streets in brooklyn and queens littered with carcasses of guys that have no butt anymore that my dad threw them out of his front yard believe me my friend <laughs>
1: yeah man there used to be people coming to the house uh we used to we used to tell my mom she used to get mad at us all the time because we'd be seeing like people knock on the door for this that and the other and I, we used to always tell my mom oh, it was for her and she's just was such the nicest lady she couldn't like my dad would just curse him out and tell him leave but my mom um he would sit there to be there for an hour and then be mad at us. I'm like, you could have told them to go. You did that. cool, that's how sweet a lady my mama was. That's awesome.
2: That's great. So, Mark, we got to go back to your column that you wrote on theundefeated.com just recently. You mentioned uh, the former Chris Jackson, Mahmoud Abdul Rauf, because that really talks about the the former uh part of the league with david stern the NBA, when he was nba commissioner during that era what is the difference between the two regimes of what we have now with silver and stern back during those days
1: well i mean i, I think if stern was still alive today and stern was still in charge i think he wouldn't fight these changes you know um Times changed, and I I, I think he he evolved with the change. I got to meet with him last October, and he granted me one of the last interviews he ever did. And, in fact, he said, um, he told me, if it wasn't you, I wouldn't have done it. So, um, I think as he got older, perhaps he pushed some of the owner stuff away and, and saw things in a different light. Although, I mean, he was tough on everybody. I don't care what race you were, but... I wish I would have pushed him in that interview perhaps a little bit more about Mahmoud Roof, and kind of see how he felt about it now. Um, I asked him about Donald Sterling, and he thought that Adam did the exact right thing. And he said, he had, he said, look, that, I'm not taking anything away from Adam. That was his decision. That was his strong move to ban Sterling for life. But I certainly supported him in that decision. So I think there's certainly, yes, a lot of things – you could probably, you know, question about Stern's hard rule, but he was hard on everybody. I remember before he passed the campaign, Matambo said he was looking forward to going to the uh, Christmas party because he liked seeing how everybody was scared of David Stern. Like, <laughs> 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 uh, he is beautiful to me, great to me. I miss that man. and um, Golly, man. Like, But I'm sure there's some things looking back that he probably would have regretted.
0: Hey, hey, Mark, always appreciate the knowledge, always appreciate the time as well as the education. And I'm sure you're probably going to be listening to the Encyclopedia Britannicas before the night is over. Thanks for joining us on ESP Radio, brother.
1: I kind of want to go find. I, I wonder what happened. Can you get one? Can, do that's they a, sell them now? Like, could, could you buy some now?
0: That's a great question. I, my answer, I think, would be no. <laughs> Seriously. I just, my, that's a Google I know. search.
2: No, one thing, just, there is more knowledge in those books than it is in the computer on the internet right now. I'll tell you that right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, but not all of it was true, though.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There was, but when there was I was, hey,
1: but I, real talk, when I was in high school, in, in junior high school, them books were really valuable in terms of giving me a lot of information.
0: Okay, by the way, my producer, my producer Vince Cates just put on my page on the, on the tablet, the new Encyclopedia Britannica 15th edition medical health annual book set is free for you right now with shipping, but you got to pay $1,500 for it, Mark. $1,500? $1,500. Mm-hmm. Google it is, baby.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was easy. Hey, there, there, there's some dude on Amazon selling it for five bucks. I just got to find him.
0: You, you just got to find him and find what rock high yeah, hiding under. I want the under.
1: one with the wore, worn down edges and everything so somebody <laughs> will think that I've really been reading through them real tough. <laughs> Man, that awesome. spear has really been in them books. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. He wants to get him some. If you saw my what? basketball
1: uh, book in the library now, it, it'll look like I cracked any page. I can get all these free <laughs> basketball books all the time. I got one of the best basketball libraries in the history of the world, and I haven't read but about thirty pages.
0: <laughs> Happy reading, brother. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks, Mark. All right, man. Y'all take care.